and online at 960thebull.com. Your home for CBS Sports Radio, WRNS Kinston, Sports Talk 960 The Bull. CBS Sports Radio. And now joining us this morning here on the Brian Hanks Show, I got to tell you, just beyond honored to uh, have here in my plush, well-lit studio, the great Reggie Bullock uh, joining me here, uh, along with uh, Danny Carmen, who is here too. You're going to hear him uh, jump in every now and then, right? Right. Wait a minute. He talked before you did there, yeah, Reggie. Yeah, How are you doing, Reggie? Hey, thanks for having me, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, Reggie Bullock here. Uh, ready to give you all some great content. I'm telling you. Uh, and like I said, just beyond honored. I mean, I have uh, what's been neat is I think back watching you, dude. I've been watching mm-hmm. you since you were seventh grader. Yep. You know, yep. Uh, seventh and eighth grade at Rochelle, you know, all four years at Kinston High, then three years at Carolina, right. 10 years in the <laughs> NBA now, dude. Yeah. And when you look back, I tell you what, like I said, I've got a ton of questions I want to ask you. And the first one out of the gate, dude. We called you for seven years, for six or seven years, Reggie Bullock. Right, right. Why didn't you correct us? <laughs> I, and I'm being dead serious here. That's one of the questions that um, when you talk to people around here, and they say, well, we always called him Reggie, Reggie Bullock. Bullock. We didn't yeah. know he was Bullock. Yeah. And I'm one of those guys. I yeah. always got, dude, when I would introduce you at Kenston yeah, yeah. High, you know, up in, the, uh, yeah. up in the PA booth, that's what I always called you. When when did you decide, or was it always Bullock, and we were just getting it wrong the whole time? I mean, it was all, it was always Bullock. I was just letting people usually pronounce it how they want to pronounce it. I mean, if you're from the country, but I mean, my family is from the country, so uh, the younger people in my family usually pronounce it Bullock. So that's what I made sure I try to tell every team that saying it over the intercom or anything to be able to pronounce it Bullock. You know, the first time I really remember yeah. uh, it being Bullock, and then we did the rest of the time after that. Yeah. When your McDonald's All American announcement came out, oh, where for real? you remember that? Yeah. I think it was at the visitor center, and they uh, announced that you know. And I got to tell you, so they announced that, you know, hey, one of one of the you know members of the McDonald's All American team from Kinston, North Carolina, Reggie Bullock, and everybody went. So I, but again, that's one of those things I'm serious. It's not one of my 21 questions that I have here for you, but you know, you know, what's crazy actually about that. Everywhere I go, every uh, PA announcer usually always come up to me and he was like, Hey, uh, we want to make sure we get it right. How is that pronounced? Right. Just so I'm like, is it really that hard really to pronounce? It's it's so simple. B-U-L-L-O-C-K. But I can understand how people say bull lock or bullock. I understand. Well, there you go. Sandra, Sandra Cousins, so we all good. Oh, there you go. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Is she going to put you in one of her movies? (laughs) Hopefully so. Hopefully so. Hopefully so. That would be awesome. But joined here this morning uh, with uh, Reggie Bullock and just, uh, again, very honored to have you here. And I don't even know where to start. I like to usually do things in a linear fashion. So I guess that's where we'll start is just back in your days at Rochelle and then at Kinston High School. and. Uh, you know, I, of course, I, again, I had the honor to cover you from mm-hmm. the time you were in the seventh grade all the way up to now. Right. And you are just, you, you are Kenston. I don't know any other better way to say that. I mean, the, the good times with Kenston, the hard times with Kenston and the successful times with Kenston. And how proud are you when your name comes up and, and Kenston is behind it? How proud are you to be from Kenston, North Carolina, Reggie? I'm very proud. I'm very proud to be from the city. Um, my family is from the city. Uh, I was raised here. Um, you know, I got a lot of love here. And, you know, everything that I left over from the game, from the people that I met, people I went to high school with, it's all still love. You know what I'm saying? It's, I've been gone away from the city since 2010. 
but my heart still remain here. I still come back. I still got businesses here. I still got friends here, family. So I always come back. I'm here now on your show. So, you know what I'm saying? I know the love is always good here in the city. So it's always good to come back home. What does it mean to you when you go into Lovix, when you're maybe in Walmart, when you're walking down the street in Kinston mm-hmm. and, uh, you hear somebody yell out, Reggie, and yeah. <laughs> you, know, you sign the autograph and take the selfie with them. Right. What does it mean to you when, when that happens? Uh, it means the world, man. Literally yesterday, I, I was getting out of my lounge, I, and I it's a hot it's hot outside. I got to throw a hoodie on just so nobody don't even know it's me just walking into the lounge. But being able to just have that uh, that visibility, that be people being able to see me and knowing that I'm home um, is always good. And what I do for the city, what I do for the people is always going to be something that I continue to hang on and always keep me coming back home. Well, I just, uh, I, I'm sure I'm going to say this a time or two during this interview, but I yeah. hope you know this dude, that the city does love you. Yeah. Doesn't it? I no mean, uh, this city absolutely 100% loves you. You are, uh, you, you are part of the fabric of this city. I love that. Have you, you've, you seen the mural yeah. in uh, downtown yes, of yeah. you out there? That, yeah. Uh, when you see something like that, I mean, it, that's got to put a smile on your face yeah, too, doesn't it? For sure, for sure. Um, seeing that is with all the other greats here, mm-hmm. not just Reggie Bullock. I mean, it's a lot of names, a lot of great people. That yeah, look around this room, room right, Jerry, right, 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 Stackhouse, you know, B.I., everybody around, yeah. uh, Rivers, everybody. You know what I'm saying? That's, <clears throat> that's left a, a mark on the city uh, for the next generations to come. Um, we all paved the way. People paved it before us um, and, and giving credit where credit is due. Um, people did it for us, so it's all about us giving to the next generations, to be honest. As many times as I've interviewed you through the years, I'm not sure I've ever properly asked you this question, but who were your heroes on the basketball court or guys that you looked up to that you were like, you know what, I'd like to be like him, I want to be more like him? Who were those guys as you were coming up? Um, honestly, I mean, if, if we're talking on a sport level, um, I would probably say Kobe Bryant. Okay. Kobe Bryant was definitely an idol of mine. He was always a per- Kevin Durant. Yeah. Um, in high school, um, I wore 35. Um, he was definitely an idol of mine. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm long, I'm lanky. I shoot threes. That's all I want to do, shoot threes, get out in transition, maybe dunk. So I was trying to model, model my game after KD when I was in high, high school. That was like my favorite player. Mm-hmm. Um, then I went to college. But um, on, on a family tip, my grandmother my grandmother was like the backbone for real of my family. Um, she pretty much gave me my foundation in life. Uh, pretty much, you know, giving me a strict, giving me strict rules as I was young, but that foundation was set at a young age for me to be able to grow up and become a man. So um, I had other idols in my hood too. Then I had people like Derek Sheffield. You know what I'm saying? He was a person that, you know, kept, kept my nose clean, um, trying to keep me in the gym, uh, taking me home. You know, from the gym, you know, there's a lot of other people that did things for me at a young age that kept me off the streets, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And they gave back to me. So they was my my hood idols, I would call them, you know what I'm saying? So uh, it's, a, it's a lot of other people that I didn't even name, but, you know, those are uh, a few right off top that, you know, I definitely give credit credit to. Now that you're uh, you got a, a few years behind you now right. uh, here, uh, Reggie. Uh, what does it mean to you to know that there are kids now that do the same thing with you, you know, that watch you playing in the NBA and remember you when you were at Carolina who are coming up now who are saying, I mean, Don Trez Styles. I right, mean, right. when you yeah, talk yeah. to Trez, Trez, you're one of the first people that he mentions. And all these other kids that are coming up here in eastern North Carolina, not just Kinston, but in eastern North Carolina, knowing that you're a role model to those, what does that mean to you? Um, it means a lot. Um, 
just being able to say, like I said, somebody paved the way for me and and, and looking up to my person I was looking up to was Stackhouse. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Sam, him being able to come back home, seeing that he was an actual real NBA player that came from a small town like this, that was already number one shocking for me coming from the area that I was from, from the city. So uh, seeing him and knowing uh, that I had a chance to be as great as he was always meant a lot. And then knowing that I'm uh, leaving my mark over people names like Dontre Styles, uh, that's like little bro to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, definitely in his corner with everything uh, when it comes to basketball. So having people up under me like that that look up to me is always great. That is awesome. A voice you listen to, of course, is Reggie Bullock joining us this morning here on the Brian Hanks Show. And I want to circle back uh, because I know what she meant to you. And you and I, we, we, like I said, we've talked a lot through the years. And first time we've done it here on this show, but we've talked a lot through the years about uh, what your grandma meant to you. And there's one time in particular that just really stands out to me, and it was when uh, you played in the Jordan Brand Classic up at yeah. Madison Square Garden. Yeah. And uh, I had an opportunity to, to ride the bus up yeah, there yeah. and uh, hang out with, uh, you know, with just a bunch of great people, man, yeah, your grandma yeah, included yeah, in that. Yeah. But I got to I got to brag on you. Yeah, I got to yeah. tell the story that, and I, you know, do you know the story? Yeah, I was up there. Oh, yeah, yeah okay, very yeah, good, very good. Well, you know what I'm talking about then. But we get up there, you play in the game and everything, yeah. and then the game is over. You, I interview you. I think yeah. a couple other people interviewed you too. And then we're heading back to the bus. We're going to yeah. ride the bus back with everybody that uh, I believe is your grandma put yeah, the bus yeah. together, yeah, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. And then the rumor starts. Reggie's riding back. Yeah, yeah, Reggie's riding, riding back. back. With, yeah. Wait, what? What? Yeah, Reg- yeah. And you did. You could have spent the night. This is the story that I love to tell. You yeah. could have spent the night in a – fancy Manhattan hotel flew back from New York city and yeah. comfort in first class probably. And yet, and nothing against that bus. That bus was as comfortable as it could get, but yeah. it was pretty tight in there and it was kind of bumpy, but you rode the bus back, man. It just, it gets me in the feels, man. It, you rode the bus back so you could ride back with your grandma who put, set that thing up, all that whole thing up. Take me back to that. Tell me about that. That whole decision that you made there as a high school senior. Yeah. Um, man, it was it was it was just pretty dope for first of all, uh um, giving praise to God uh that I was even in it, in that game. You know what I'm saying? Being one of the top players uh in the country at that time, um, knowing that my city is behind me, coming from where we from to travel on a bus was that twelve twelve it was about twelve or fourteen 12, hours. Twelve or fourteen yeah. hours all the way up to uh New York City to be able to, you know, see a high school senior playing a game. Mm-hmm. So much support, first of all, number one. And then knowing my grandmother, everything that she was going through, um, to be able to put something like that together, to be able to have everybody in the city come to support her grandson meant a lot. And it just wouldn't have been the same if I just would have allowed my grandmother to drive back home 12 hours and the family and the people that came up there to support me and I fly back with so much class. You know what I'm saying? That that I couldn't have, that that wouldn't have sat well with me. So what I did was got right back on the bus and rode back with everybody. I mean, it just meant more to be able to be there with my family and, and be there with my grandmother. Um, but, dude, just eight, let me just – I'm going to interrupt you. 18-year-old kids don't do that. Yeah. They don't. It's, you know what I mean? 18-year-old kid. I got to tell you, Brian Hanks at 18 would yeah. probably not have done that, yeah. okay? I would have been like, man, I want to stay in that swanky hotel yeah, one more yeah, night, yeah. And, you know, and fly back in first class to Raleigh um, or whatever. And you chose not to yeah. do that. That, I mean, that's that foundation. That's that structure that I had up under my grandmother. You know what I'm saying? Um, just that love and that care uh, to be able, you know, people spend their hard work and money to be able to, you know, get on that bus even to be able to have a little bit of funds to come and be able to enjoy New York City. 
You know what I'm saying? So I was just thinking about all that, thinking about what it took to even put something like that together. Um, and just having so much support around me at that time, I had to be right there with him, riding back. So it wouldn't have been the same if I would have got on the old fancy plane flying back. Well, I always knew you were a special kid, Reggie, and I mean that. And I, I don't mean, I hope I'm not disrespecting you by calling you a kid. Yeah, I yeah, am much, yeah, much yeah. older no, than no. you are. But I always knew you were a special kid when, you know, when I was covering you and watching you come up, and you were always so humble. And you were never that pop your jersey guy or, you know what I'm saying? I mean, right, you, were, right. you were humble. But I know it was because of your grandma. Right. And the last question about her, how much of her, of her do you carry in you right now? Every day. Right now I'm still carrying her. <laughs> yeah. And carrying everybody she raised, but um, uh, just the biggest thing is 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 the family that she tried to just be able to keep together. You know what I'm saying? She 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 loved her grandkids. She loved her family. You know what I'm saying? And she was the backbone. So when she uh, left us, I felt like that fell on me. You know what I'm saying? That fell yeah. on me at an 18 year old boy, 19 year old boy, and it was just time for me to really grow up. And then from then, it was just like I got to remember that grandma taught me my structure, taught me my foundation, taught me about church, taught me about everything that I know. And those are the tools that I'm going to continue to pass down to the next generations, my kids, everything that I got going on. You learned it from grandma. She's just not right here right now, but this is how my grandma did it for me. So you're going to have to get with it. <laughs> when, when you talk to your kids and when you talk to them, how much do you tell them about their, that? I guess it would be their great grandma that they never met. Um, well, to my two twin boys, they two years old. Um, they probably don't understand it they, quite they, yet. They, they, yeah. they don't really understand it quite yet. But I mean, I do have pictures. I do have uh, different memories of my grandmother. Um, but uh, as they get older, they would know more of a Trey. Trey pretty much know who he know who his grandmother is. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, he was a year right after my grandmother uh, passed away too. So, but he know more of the pictures and everything. Mm -hmm. um, more than the twins do, but I passed down the foundation that she set for me to them, and uh, her name always going to be alive as long as I'm around. I absolutely love that. That voice you listen to is Reggie Bullock here on the Brian Hanks Show this morning as we are uh, going down memory lane a little right. bit here. Yeah. And anyway, I promise we'll get to more no, up-to-date no. stuff, but I just... I love the passion. I love how passionate you are about your grandmother and about right. your family. I mean, yep. you love your family. You've always been a family guy the whole time I've known you. But now I want to talk about your Kinston basketball family. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I think about you and Dory and just all the guys in that, that stretch at 2008 to 2010 range yeah, yeah. where you won two state championships. Yeah. Uh, won the first state championship in 08 that the city had seen in almost 40 years. Mm -hmm. The last time before that was Atkin High School in 1969. But uh, hey, let's let's take a couple minutes and go down that that memory lane, if you don't mind, with yeah, Kinston yeah. High School. What what were your favorite memories from that? When you look back on that tenure, Reggie, and uh, like I said, playing with Dallas and uh, and Dory and all those guys, the two state championships it should have been three. Right, Cheated right, right. out yeah, of yeah, one yeah, in yeah, two thousand nine. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. still stand yeah, by yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They yeah. had to forfeit their, uh, you know what, yeah, yeah, you know, when Wells and I, when Wells and I talk about this, I feel the same way. Yeah, okay? yeah. I mean, I'm just, I'm bitter. Right. They cheated. Okay. And I'm in all sincerity, they cheated you guys yeah. out of a state championship, championship in 09. Yeah. Yeah. You should have been the state, state champions champion. three yeah. years in a row. Anyway, a anyway, anyway, what do you look back when you remember that, that run at uh Kenston high school, uh, your sophomore, well, you played four years varsity, oh, yeah. but those three, three years, years were I had yeah. with my boys in, in that team. Um, I would probably, the game when we is at North Carolina, uh, I think we playing Trinity mm -hmm. 
And I'm just like, God, nobody can't keep up with this kid. He just keep hitting threes, yeah. threes, threes, threes. Yeah. Um, those games right there was like, those are some tough games for yeah. Kenston that we actually played uh, during that during those during that tenure that we had from 2008 to 2010. Obviously, the championship games in a run, matching up against PJ uh, Harrison mm-hmm. at ECU yep. and, and having to take them down and all that. But um, he played for Dudley, right? Played with Dudley. That's yeah. right. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. played with Dudley. So uh, that 2008 to 2010 team, man, we was a, we was a, we was a tough team. We was a tough team to be. I think we wanted to. Some one of the, some of the best teams probably to ever come through Kenston. Oh, I one hundred percent agree. I'd probably with that. say that out of that out of those teams right there between two thousand eight to two thousand ten, I'd probably say we some of the best teams to come through Kenston. What was it like to play? Uh, Dory was going to come with you, but you said he he, uh, he he decided to need a couple more minutes of sleep, right? Right, right, yeah, yeah. He would have came. He would have came. <laughs> oh, it's all good. Uh, we'll get him another time. But playing uh, with him as your point guard, right, right. I mean, you two were like. You look like brothers out there on the mm-hmm. court. And I mean that in a good way. I mean, like, right. he could read what you were getting ready to do. Yeah. You could read what he was getting. You never got a ball upside the head right, from right, a right. from a pass from him because yeah. you could read him so well. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that relationship that you and Dory had. Uh, it was a great relationship. I mean, obviously, we had a great relationship off the court. He was my, he was my best friend, still my best friend right now today. Um, but his vision, uh, he, he got everybody involved. He pushed the pace. Um, he was a competitor. Uh, he was one of the best players on the team right there, right along with me. Um, and like I said, we had a great relationship off the court, so it was nothing. It was easy for us to be able to, you know, get get well with a, each other playing on the basketball court. So, um, like I said, at night, I'm staying over his house sometimes. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I'm waking up, going to school with him. So the relationship was definitely built. Uh, and like I said, he was a great point guard, had a great career at Kenston High, probably one of the best point guards ever to come through Kenston High. Hey, you know uh, what? I think the top two, and I've always said this, is he and Josh Dawson. Yeah. But here's what's yeah, crazy, yeah, Reggie. Yeah. When you talk to Josh, you know who Josh says is the best point guard of all time? Who, Dory? Dory. And you ask Dory, Dory yeah, who's yeah. the best point Dory guard of all time? You know what he says? Josh. Yeah, and yeah. I, I love that. Just yeah. that. Josh, Josh, is, Josh is definitely one of my little brothers, too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And um, ben, when, I was, when I was gone away from school and then coming back to see how competitive he was and <laughs> how much energy he had and, like, it was it was it was crazy to really see like somebody play with so much passion yeah. wearing the jersey and he he the same person he is today now and, and even when we would play pickup back in the day he like no nah, I got Bullock like he wanted that challenge <laughs> like no nah, I'm guarding Reggie I got him like how he would he do it only, he did well yeah, he okay. did well he competed like every time we played against each other he always competed against me like no nah, I got Reggie and really would talk junk to everybody else like <laughs> no nah, I got him like no nah, he was just a competitive player always been a competitive player and like I said. He definitely top they the, definitely the top two guards, point guards to probably come through the K. When I think about Dory, I think how well would he have done without you? I mean, like I said, you two were just joined at the hip almost. I mean, mm-hmm. you guys were so close and everything. But I really have this feeling if Dory had been, let's just say, a couple of years ahead of you and he had been at North and Or, he'd averaged twenty points a game for North yeah. and Or and probably yeah. led them to deep in the playoffs, wouldn't he? Yeah, he definitely would. I told him to get a uh told him to get his address changed. <laughs> <laughs> So he'd be out there. No, but uh, if he was at a, another school, he definitely would have been that highlight player to be yep. able to take a team and, and do great numbers. Um, but, yeah, he was he was right there at the K, and we needed needed him there to be able to pull out these championships. One of the things I've always admired, again, that voice you're listening to, is Reggie Bullock here on the Brian Hanks Show this morning. One of the things I've always admired about you is, again, it, it started with your family. It started with your grandmother, with your mom, mm-hmm. and just how just – 
man, you would go to war for them. I mean, you right. you would. I think I'd be safe to say you would die for them. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, yeah. you're the same way with Dory. You're the same way with the guys that are in this true brotherhood. And I'm mm-hmm. not talking about the six month brotherhood that do <laughs> over yeah, yeah, yeah. a <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's you know, definitely six. Yeah. That's de- six weeks. Six. Well, I say. Well, I say you, you get there in August. You got to stay through March, right? I guess. Well, I, think unless, they, I think they only stand six weeks. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but what you guys have here in Kenswood, you and Dory and the other guys, uh, Marquez, and and I'll let you name anybody yeah. else you want to, but you guys really are. I mean, it's been proven. Not, you graduated high school in 2010. You were friends mm-hmm. with them before that. You're still friends with them now. Yeah. You've kept those guys on this ride with you. Why, yeah. why have you done that? Um, it's been a crazy ride, um, but you know what I'm saying. We was we we grew up in the sandbox together. We we played rec league together. We went to middle school, played on basketball. We spent so much time together that it's kind of like it's gonna be very hard to break us up, no matter what's been done or have been done to each other. So, um, our relationship strong. Everybody, every group go through challenges, um, mm-hmm. uh, and you know trials and tribulations. But the love and and the care still remain the same. Um, we see each other. We link up with each other all the time, and the bond is still the same. How proud are you of Dory? You know, you man. started to tell me before we got started. We were sitting out in my man cave, and we were talking about it. And you even said, yeah. "Hold on, I want to wait and say this yeah. for content for yeah, uh, right, for right. the pot or for the show." Yeah. But how proud are you? I mean, here's a guy that you guys are exact same age. You've done everything you've done. Tenth year in the NBA now. Three yeah. years at Carolina. But he has really worked his way to get, and not that you haven't, you've worked yeah. your ass off to get to where you're at. He has done the same thing. How proud are you of Dory? Man, I'm, I'm very proud of Dory. I'm very proud of Dory. Um, to see his success, see where he really come from. And, you know, he always asks me about any decision or something that he really about to make. He always asks me, like, bro, what you think about this? What you think about that? Um, to see my brother, uh, first of all, he graduated college. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That's very big to be able to graduate from college. Um, obviously graduated from high school, but his success that he had while he was at Mount Olive, um, being what the all-time assist leader or something yeah, like Mount that. Mount Olive led the Olive. nation in assist to turnover. Right, right. Ratio. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And now the head coach there, and, and to, see the, to see his growth, like I always talk about it, I'm the main one that's going to talk to my friends about it, like, man, you got you to gotta crawl before you walk. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and his crawling period – he had a support system around him, obviously, while he was crawling. I mean, my man was, uh, I mean, he was at the bottom of the bottom of the totem pole for as An far as coaching. An assistant coach at a private school. Right, right, right. He <laughs> was at a, like, he did it. Then he then he became, like, you know, the head coach at uh, Parrot. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Then he take another job. And what is this? Was it South Carolina? Or, yeah, at a couple of schools in South yeah, Carolina. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Take, a, take a job there. And then he go to UNC Pembroke. It was just like a, a small step in craw- crawling little small crawl steps, you know what I'm saying? And to be able to see where he went at, it's not too many people that take that, that role to not know how they're going to be able to pay their rent next month. Yeah. But to be able to see my, my brother real life, have a support system around him and, and allow him to crawl through that process to become who he is right now. I mean, that's all I got around me is the support system. You know what I'm saying? So to see his life change and, and see how it's going right now. Um, I'm very proud of him. Very proud of the man that's, he gonna become and like me and you talked about like we we, we see a, a bigger plan for him you know what I'm saying and, yeah, I shared and I, my vision with you yeah earlier, yeah yeah you, know? yeah you definitely <laughs> did I see the bigger vision for him too and it's just like I'm by his side mm-hmm. and you know hopefully one day ever when I hang it up you know what I'm saying hopefully he got a shooting job coach for me so. <laughs> 
Well, maybe when he's uh, – I've said this on the air before, so right, I'm not right, saying anything right. I haven't said. But maybe when uh, Dory's a head basketball coach at ECU, you right, know, right, and, right, he, exactly. and he needs a, a, you know, a shooting coach. Yeah. Now, he know you, he won't be able to pay you much. Though. Right, right, are you right. Good, are you good with I'm, that? I'm good with taking his crawling steps that he took. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I'm good with that. I love it. I love it. Okay, that voice you listen to, Reggie Bullock here on the Brian Hanks Show today. Uh, I, I got to ask you about your coaches uh, yep. that you had. Uh, Wells Golich. I mean, yep. I know you and – you talk about, and I kind of joke about being, maybe I'm not like a proud father, but I'm a proud uncle. Right, okay, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Wells was not just a coach to you, was yeah, yeah, he? Yeah, yep. Tell me a little bit about um, Wells Gulledge. Yeah. What can I say about Wells Gulledge? Uh, no, nah, Wells was a, a great man. He's he's like a father figure to me right now. I literally just got off the phone with him 10 minutes ago. He calling, where you at? What you got going on? Uh but he know where I'm at right now. He knew I was coming on the show. Yeah. Um, but he like a father figure. It's crazy. I tell you this. Uh, you know, I was living. I was living with Coach Gulledge mm-hmm. in like 2008, 2007, some 2008, 2009, somewhere around those years. I was living with him, and we always, you know, jokingly stand with it, uh, say, talk about it. Uh, he had his wife was pregnant during this time, <laughs> and I was staying in the crib, and we always joke about it. And he, they had Brinkley. Yeah. So I tell Brinkley she got me kicked out. I had to, she got me kicked out. I had to go back to the hood. But that's like that's like my little sister now. So it's yeah. funny. But we always talk about it. it was all love and everything. But um, I was staying with them, and he became like a father figure of me. Like you know, what I'm saying he changed, he helped save my life. You know, what I'm yeah. saying crime rate in my hood uh, going up. You know, you know things different things going on. But I just needed a better structure going on. I needed to stay mentally focused. You know what I'm saying? On what it out, my plans that I wanted to do to be able to get out of here. Family was family and everything was going to be good, but I had a bigger purpose to be able to get out of here. So I had to lock in on school, on academics and everything. And coach and Miss Gulledge, Miss Gulledge is like a mom to me. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So she was making sure she'd take care of me and Quez while we were in the crib. You know what I'm saying? She trying to she trying to do anything for us. Try to cook us hamburger help us. You know, we loving the hamburger help us. She trying to cook us hamburger help us. She doing everything for us. So just to be able to have that family support from them uh, meant a lot to me. But just not him. I had Webb Tyndall. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I had Perry Tyndall. You know what I'm saying? I had different coaches. Uh, Derek Sheffield. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I had um, uh, Daryl Wise as a coach. You know what I'm saying? I had I had all these different coaches within the city that, that gave Mr. Davis is, a, is, a, is another yep. big name. You know Skeet what I'm saying? Davis, so, yep. Right, right. So all these different people within the city gave a lot of support when it came to the basketball field to be able to, you know, keep my nose clean and, and focus on this basketball young boy and, and try to get out of the city. So a lot of those guys right there that I named is still probably still missing a lot. Um, definitely left a Oh, I guarantee you. Let me tell you something. <laughs> You're going to be driving away from here in a, like, in a oh, little man. bit. And I promise <laughs> like, yeah. you're going to be like, oh, my God. See, hey, yeah. stop for God. <laughs> yeah. Dot, yeah. dot, dot. You yeah, know, yeah. Yeah, that's what's going to end up happening. But uh, I got to ask you this question. And, again, you said we could go wide range right, in right. here. And if I remember correctly, when you committed to Carolina, mm-hmm. now you committed as a 10th grader right, right. to Carolina. It was it had always been your dream. And yep. I'm not going to put words in your mouth here, yeah, but yep. it had always been your dream to uh, play uh, in Chapel Hill. But if I remember the story correctly, and you correct me or make it make it right, mm-hmm. I think I remember Wells telling me that that was one of the night. You know, you were over at his house, mm-hmm. and I guess Roy had Roy Williams had yep. offered you, yep. and you wanted to tell him immediately, 
I want to go. Yeah, but yeah. Will told you sleep on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pick it up from there. Um, it was just it was a decision that I mean, obviously, you know, getting a getting a commitment from a, a coach. I remember we was in the kitchen as crib. <laughs> getting a commitment from a coach like that. Um, it's just like, yo, I'm getting a I'm getting a commit. I mean, I'm getting a, a scholarship offer from North Carolina, a prestigious university yeah. like this, like the bet one of the best universities in the world. And I'm coming from the K, and what I've been through, I'm getting this opportunity. I'm coming right now. Can I come tomorrow? <laughs> I was ready to do it, um, but you know, uh, like I did, like like I said, being the father figure that he is, he told me to sleep on it, um, and then you know he made me make another dad decision or or son dad to son decision. On you ready to call these other coaches and let them know since you want to go to Carolina, you got to call these other coaches and be a man and let them know that you're going to be attending this university. And he taught me that just that small structure right there. I was actually just talking to that about to my people about that. Um, just that small little thing that I had to do showed me like you got to be a grown man at a young age. And I appreciate y'all for reaching out to these different universities. I, how I hard? How hard were those calls? Man, those calls was tough. And one of those toughs. One of those calls that I had a call with was Kelvin Sampson. Wow. And I told him, I was like, well, yeah, you calling me to tell me that uh, you committed to the University of North Carolina? Is that what he, he said? I already knew that. And this was when he was at Indiana. <laughs> this was at Indiana. He said that to me. And I'm like, wow, I'm on the phone. I'm sitting in Bojangles parking lot. Believe it or not, me and Coach Gulledge, he got me in his truck. And he like, you ready to call him? I called him like, <laughs> man, I'm about to – you calling me? Tell me you going to the University of North Carolina? It was like a thing he already knew because I'm one of the top players in the state at the time. So well, it was one like, of the top players in the country, right? Right. So yeah. he like, okay, I already know what school you going to right now, and I'm in tenth grade, already about to commit to a school, and that's not really normal. Most most kids is waiting junior, senior year, so. I had to grow fast. <laughs> you absolutely did. Like I said, the way I remember uh, Coach uh, telling me that story too, though, was that uh, he told you to sleep on it. Mm-hmm. But that you were like outside his door at six a.m. the next morning, yeah. saying, "If I remember and tell me if I'm wrong, yeah. I thought he told me you didn't even sleep at night. You were so, so wired yeah, 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 and yeah, so yeah, fired yeah, up about yeah. it that he said he, Reggie didn't even sleep at yeah. night because he was so fired up to make his decision yeah. to uh, to go to Carolina, and that that must have been a tough day at school the next day since you didn't get sleep yeah, the night yeah. before. It was definitely tough. I mean, just the messages and and everybody in the city now know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you just gotta." offer from this university and it's like now it's, it's like you was the number one draft pick already yeah. or something so it felt like that in high school once you get a oh yeah um a offer from a, a university like that it's like life-changing oh very good yeah. we're uh i can't believe we're already 30 minutes in and we're are we good yeah, yeah we sure. okay yeah, very yeah, good very good yeah. And uh, listen, uh, that is part one of our interview with uh, Reggie Bullock. Uh, Part two is tomorrow. Man, we hit a lot of subjects there. I think you're going to like it. Hey, thank you. Uh, That interview brought to you by UNC Lenore Healthcare, the exclusive sponsor of the big interview every day here on the Brian Hanks Show. Nestled in the heart of Lenore County right here in Kenston, UNC Lenore Healthcare's mission is to ensure exceptional healthcare for the people it serves. With the medical staff of more than 100 physicians, UNC Lenore Healthcare Offers a range of specialty services and technology you would only expect to find in hospitals in larger cities. Visit UNC Lenore Healthcare at 100 Airport Road right here in Kenston for all your healthcare needs or call them at 252-522-7000. You can also email them at info at Lenore.org or visit a comprehensive website at unclenore.org. And again, thank you to Beverly Jenkins, all the folks over at UNC Lenore Healthcare for being the title sponsor of 
the Brian of uh, the uh, Brian the uh, the big interview here on the Brian Hanks show. Man, I'm struggling this morning. Hey, thank you to all our day one sponsors: LCC, uh, UNC Lenore Healthcare, Goico Office Automation, Spence Automotive, Woodman Life, Arundel Parrot Academy. We love us some Parrot Academy, the largest independent non-sectarian college prep school in the region. Listen. If you want to send your child to the best private school in eastern North Carolina, by God, you send them to Parrot Academy. Give them a call at 252-522-4222 or visit their beautiful campus at 1901 Dobbs Farm Road right here in Kent. Let's get John and Jonathan in here and uh, do our first birthday game of the week. Today is Monday, May the 15th in the year of the Lord, 2023. It is now time to play the birthday games. That game we play uh, every day here on the show. And uh, I just don't know what to do myself because Dawson is actually winning here in May and doing very well. You're up six days to four, John Dawson. I'm mm. just, uh, I've gotten away with. Well, I, I think that's sincere. I'm sure there's a little sarcasm in there, yeah, which I'm no stranger to, Brian. 3% of sarcasm, but 97% sincerity. But before we get into the birthday game and all that, oh, by the way, hello, Jonathan. Hey, Brian. How you doing? I am doing good. How was uh, your weekend? Uh, they, they saw some Wood Ducks games and... Uh, you know, I was supposed to go eat steaks with my boys and, you know, and uh, all that, uh, but uh, it fell why through. Didn't you, why didn't you, Brian? <laughs> we were abandoned. We were abandoned. Thank you, Jonathan. That's right. It's a good we? way to put it. We Wait a were abandoned. Yeah. Do we need to do the GoEco thing before or after this? Because this might take a minute. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's, let's do GoEco after. Okay. We'll build up to GoEco. Mm-hmm. But here's what I found. Okay, ask me what life lessons I've learned in the last three or four days, Jonathan Massey. What life lessons have you learned in the last three or four days, Brian? I thought John Dawson didn't have any friends outside of me and you, okay? I really did. I thought, you know, I mean, not that you're unfriendly. I mean, you're a good guy, and you you're you talk about a friend. Let me say this before what I'm getting ready to say. You're a friend of the end. You've been with me in the last 10 years in some of the darkest, and I'm, this is not a line, this is not mm-hmm. a riff. Some of the darkest times of my life. I mean, when I I remember one time driving through Greenville, having a bad night. Let's just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. And who did I call? I called you, and you talked me off a freaking ledge. You remember that night? Yes. Yes. However, <laughs> however, having said that, Jonathan Massey, did you know that John Dawson has other friends other than you and I? I mean, dear friend, dear friends. Hold evidently. on, hold on a second. Stop the movie. <laughs> Are you attacking me for having friends? Yes. I don't have any friends other than you two. Well, oh, you're I... out of your mind. <laughs> well, I got Randy. I guess Randy's a friend. And I got Linda. But Linda doesn't count because she's my boo. Let me, t- <laughs> Folks, let me tell you what. Cause you're, this, this is like worse than when uh, Oliver Stone tried to retell the JFK thing as a fairy tale. We had this whole thing lined up. Yeah. I'm not going to go over every detail because it's not a nine-hour show. But the condensed version is I had access to a free place at the, in Swansboro on the White Oak River. The pier, screened-in porch, grilling out steaks, free, the whole thing. Not the steaks, but everything else. Go through all kinds of machinations to set it up. It's, a, it's my uncle's place. He has all of his fam, immediate family, wants to use it all the time. But he carved out a weekend that I could have it with these two schmoes here. Okay. I don't recall. He this. said, "You give me, you get, tell me the weekend you want, and I'll tell everybody else they can't go because you're going." All right. Did I mention he doesn't charge us for any of this? Not a penny. Not a penny. Yeah. So we have a, a, a series of discussions, and we t- we we center on the weekend of Mother's Day, and we talk about we're going to be back at like 10 a.m. Mother's Day Sunday, so that doesn't conflict with Mother's Day. 
We get it set in stone, like hammer, chisel into rock, solid locked. Okay? Then Schmo number one. Schmo number one. <laughs> that's Jonathan Massey. For that's Jonathan Massey. I send a text out a few days ago, and it says, I'll pick you schmoes up. At, I say, I get off work at 11, I'll pick you up at noon. And he writes back, you mean the 26th, right? <laughs> I'm like, nope, it's this coming weekend, the one we talked about. He backs out and can't do it because there's some toe wrestling But tournament. I was still in. No, I'm getting to you. Oh, oh, oh sorry, sorry. So that's the first, that's schmo number one. Okay. Then the next day, schmo number two over here says, uh, Dude, I, I, I can't go. I'm going to Florida to be a CID or CC. SID. <laughs> SSID, NCAA, whatever for uh, LCC's baseball team. What does that mean? You carry the it's bats. Sports in, no, I was going to be the sports information director for Which means LCC. what? They don't know how to hit a ball? What no, do you no, know? no. I was going to disseminate <laughs> all the scores and video. Don't they have a guy there to keep score at the game? Yes, but I was going to send it back to the TV stations and the media entities here in Kenston and Lenore County. But go ahead. It <laughs> fell through. Let me go ahead and uh, that fell through. Okay, because somebody on their phone with a Twitter account. Anyway. Yeah. Um, anyway. not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so he backs out. Yeah. Did I mention how much I went through to get this weekend nailed you down and that my uncle sacrificed it for us? Now the weekend is ruined. Both of you have passed, stopped, and now it turns out you're not even going to Florida. I turned out that I didn't go. I couldn't go, but just for various reasons. We're not going to throw anybody under the bus here, but I, it fell through. Not of my volition, though. Let's say that. Not of my volition, but... Uh, I, the second uh, they offered you that, you should have said, I can't do it because I have plans with my friends, and I can't go. Well, friend, because Jonathan had already backed out at that point. You didn't? Well, whatever. <laughs> So, what so did you now, do this weekend? So, now I'm being attacked. They screwed it up, but I'm being attacked. And I want to figure out how you draw that conclusion. I just want to know who's the backup. Are well, we the backup is, friends or the one who takes Yeah, that's what Jonathan friends. and I were trying to figure out. See, we thought we, we've done this show together for three and a half years. But we were dear friends before that. We've gone on trips to New York together. Yeah, we've gone on yeah, friends. Yeah. <laughs> Hell, you and I have done had trips to stop together, and buy dude. a pillow one time. I, that's true. We, we knew we were leaving. We, the trip would plan two months ahead of time, <laughs> and we're on. We're making good time. Oh, I gotta stop and go buy a pillow. Well, I needed a nap, and I, I didn't. He, I, he only has nine hundred pillows in his house. <laughs> that's true. That is, I do I love a pillow. I can't say anything because I too bought a pillow then. He did. He did. But anyway, I want to get this question answered by Jonathan, which is a very valid question. Are, okay, we have first string, second string, and third string fan uh, friends. You guys are my first string friends, and that's the truth. I mean, that's not even conjecture. You guys, John Dawson, basically my brother. Jonathan Massey, you are my son. We have been together for 20 years, you know? You think I have other friends? <laughs> well, I'm not talking about you. We're talking uh, about John Dawson here. Yeah. I really thought that we were John's number one friends. Evidently, we're not, though, dude. So you cancel and someone else decides to go, and somehow you're offended? I'm a little offended. Aren't you, Jonathan? So you'd rather me be totally miserable and not go? Hold on. Going down by yourself would have made you miserable? I wasn't going to go by myself. But you You love time by yourself. Well, yeah, but, I, you know, it's a lot of effort. I can be by myself anywhere. 
Okay. That's true. That is true. So, uh, but you didn't answer our question. Are we your first string fin- friends, your second string friends, or well, third unlike you, friends? I don't rank every molecule on the planet. So I don't. That is true. I do. I that. mean, I have a lot of good friends. I would say, in, as far as that inner circle, you and Massey are in that circle. Here, I want to show you something. Oh. No, I hadn't even thought about this till right now on my phone. Here's how you know who your true friends are. If you've got them in your favorites, let me. I look. I I ain't even touching anything. I want you to read. That's a change. To <laughs> read down the line. Don't read the fourth one. I, but read down the line, the friends that are on here. Okay. Don't read the fourth one though. Read them out loud. Yeah. Read them out loud. Linda Whittington, Dawson, Jonathan, uh, Rasputin. Oh, never mind. Um, okay, I got you. Yeah. Who are my top three? Linda, Dawson, and Jonathan. Okay. Yes. Y'all are my top three friends. Okay. So what kind of friend what does it, it? What does it tell you that mine are? Only, it's only five strong. Am I one of them? I don't have any it's favorites. You, him, my mom, my stepdad, and my wife. How about that? Oh, but does this shows us where we rank? We don't rank with him. I don't have a favorites list. You're I just have the names. Only, in, you're only I just have the names in the phone in alphabetical order. The like only a reason you're number two I is don't because have an I iPhone. sleep with number one. Okay. I don't have an iPhone. <laughs> You got to say Brian North. Well, I don't mind Brian North yeah. there, my brother. Keith Spence. I just want to see. Yeah. I'm still trying to figure out how you, it's a front. Oh, okay. That, yeah. yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I couldn't. I hey, hey, I'm trying to figure <laughs> out how it's, in a, how it's in a front to you if I go to the beach with someone else. If you I can't don't go. Because you immediately. Here's what it is, okay? <laughs> it, it was immediately how you did it. I mean, we can't. I, yeah, I had to cancel because I'm going to Florida. Jonathan had to cancel because he got his weekends mixed up. But it didn't take you any time to find two friends to replace me and Jonathan. I think that's what hurts, Jonathan. I don't know. I can't speak for you. That's how I feel, Jonathan. And it's almost like he had already he had already cut them from the herd. Yeah. So he like he knew that we were going to back out. These were two friends Actually, who were originally. If the three of us, if my two best friends didn't, you know, flake on me and not go, they were going to show up on Saturday and hang out a little while. They couldn't stay Saturday night. But now since you two schmoes aren't going going to go down Friday and come back Saturday. Oh, you did that this past weekend, you mean? (laughs) 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 And we're out of time. No, we're good. We're good. So anyway, well, at least we know where we stand now, Jonathan. Or don't stand. Or don't stand, exactly. Not too close to him. So what they're saying, kids... Is if you and two other buddies agree to do something and they flake out on you, it's your fault if you still go have a good time. With other people. Yeah. We didn't mind if you had fun by yourself. It's just you feel This you is do. not an open friendship, John. You can't just <laughs> you can't can't just go around. So that song David Crosby wrote Triad does not apply here. Is that what no, you're saying? It does not. You can't go around with every Tom, Tom, and other Tom. <laughs> I love it. Okay, yeah, you're right. We need to get into the birthday game here. Dawson, you won on Friday. Uh, by the way, don't have, my my weekend wasn't good. I because I sat here thinking, you know, I could be eating steaks with John and Jonathan right now, and I blew it. Now he's replaced me with other. Even friends. found a, a a charcoal grill, like a high dollar one, to take down there so we could grill them. Anyway, my heart is broken. I had a bad weekend because I didn't get to see you two, but it is what it is. Tell us about GoEco. GoEco Office Automation is run by Jacques Pasleg, and he's not the type to flake out on you if he says he's going <laughs> to You set up a, a little beach trip with the boys to go cook some steaks, play some cards, that kind of thing. 
He's not going to call you. You up. played cards with him? He's not going to call you up and, and just say, oh, I can't go because I might be going to call, be a bat boy in Florida <laughs> play with Mickey or whatever that hey, is. Take a shot at him too, okay? Because nobody down there with a cell phone can, can send a score back, satellites <laughs> and stuff all over the place. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and Jacques would never do like Massey and like agree to a weekend and then forget what weekend it was. He wouldn't do that either because he's organized because he has office automation. The man never misses a date for anything. If anything, he's early. So Jacques Pasolik is the kind of guy you need to see down at GoEco. Back to you, Brian. How do you get hold of him, Jonathan Massey? You can give him a phone call at 252-256-286-53-53-54. Or you can visit his website at goecoNC.com. What is goeco.com or bucklesberry.com? That's right. Well, you lead six days to four here on the birthday game, John, but I'm going to go ahead and call it this is not your day. <laughs> <laughs> we have four athletes in uh, today. Let me, okay. After this game, I'm going to see which birthdays he skipped over for these. There you go. Don't do that. Don't do <laughs> that. I've already won one of those you wars. You have won one of those wars. I'll give you that. It is Monday, May the 15th. Uh, you get to go first here, John. Uh, he won the Heisman Trophy in 1991 at Michigan. He's a mainstay of Charles ESPN Woodson. College Desmond Football Howard. Saturdays. It's Desmond Howard. Desmond Howard. I'm not tripping. Charles Woodson did win it at he Michigan. He did win right? one, yeah. But I've never heard of him. We shouldn't use his name. <laughs> <laughs> You've never heard of Desmond Howard? Nope. Never heard of him. Wide receiver, Michigan. Never heard of him. You never heard of Michigan? We shouldn't be using his name. <laughs> well, Because I don't know who he is. But he won the Heisman Trophy in 91. That should help you a little bit. <laughs> I don't feel like doing math. Isn't it your guy? Yeah. No, hit you first. There, How many years ago was that? Uh, 32. <laughs> 32 years ago. You're going to be mad when he gets this right on the nose, aren't you? 53. How mad are you? Because, indeed, <laughs> Desmond Howard is 53 today. He was born May 15, 1970. Congratulations. See, there, I didn't know who he was, and we could still use the name. This is why we can't have nice yeah, things. Yeah, but he also gave you a year. Yeah, I did tell you the yeah. year. I gave you, I trip. gave you a Steve Winwood hit as big, as hint as big yeah, as mountain. Yeah, and my dumb butt didn't uh, do mm. the mathing right. Mm. There you go. <laughs> well, here's the only non-athlete, but whew, whew. I, even though I feel a little dirty when I talk about her because she was kind of a child actor when we first got to know her. John Leo Goodman? DiCaprio. <laughs> she. What did you say? John, John Goodman. Goodman. <laughs> oh, God, did you say it? Leo DiCaprio. Drew no, Barrymore? No, no. She was Meadow Soprano. Oh, oh, Jerry Lynn Sigler. Jamie Lynn Jamie Sigler. Lynn. There yeah. you go. Look at this good-looking woman bringing me water. Thank you, baby. He's been he's been talking about how attracted he is to uh, John Goodman for the last five minutes. It is awkward. Thank you, baby. Uh, Jamie Lynn Singler, uh, Meadow Soprano. Do you see what I'm talking about? That I feel it is a little... creepy. We shouldn't. You shouldn't yeah. say that out loud. We're... It would have been creepy hear. in 2001. It's. I'm just saying. When you go watch that. What she's known for. Half the time she's. I don't know. No, I really don't. What does she? Do? I thought she just. She. She's what? known for the Sopranos. For most no, of the Sopranos saying... run, she's a high school student. At least half of it. Well, I'm going to have to edit that portion oh, like the fruiter. Yeah, there you well, go. See, it's okay <laughs> for me because I would have been roughly the mm-hmm. – eh, yeah. I would have been a little bit younger. Yeah. So, uh, Jamie Lynn Singler over there, Jonathan Massey, how old is she today? That show came out, what, 99? 99 to 2000 and 
seven. Something like that. What's crazy about that is the original credits at the beginning, you see the Twin Towers in his rearview mirror, and they had to take that out because, well, they don't have towers. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So, uh, Jamie Lynn Singler, how old is she today over there, John? Nothing, Massey. Thirty-nine. You say thirty-nine, John Dawson. What do you say? Thirty-eight. She was born May fifteenth, nineteen eighty-one. So she is forty-two today. Oh. Is that not crazy? So she's forty-two today. She was born in eighty-one, so in ninety-nine she was eighteen. But she was playing like a, a senior. She was playing a senior in high school, so that was pretty yeah. age appropriate at the time. Twelve years younger than you, eight younger than you. Yeah. Nine it's not that you. creepy. Yeah. The more we talk about it, the more creepier it gets. <laughs> yeah, it does. Okay, well, you lead two to nothing, Jonathan Massey. It goes back to you, John. Uh, a Hall of Fame. I'm just going to tell him, for, say who it is first, but he had the greatest meltdown ever in a baseball game, in my opinion, when he's standing all calmly, then they said he had pine tar on his bat, and then he took oh, off. Oh, the guy from Kansas City? George Brett. George Brett. How did you not know that? I've never seen the meltdown. Oh, my God. It, Once he said look Kansas City. I, yeah. yeah. Well, look it up. We don't have time now. We're, we're running yeah, no, a little no, bit long right. here. But look it up. George Brett meltdown. That's all you have to do. And then He's, his next up at bat, he hit a home run. Yeah. Well, no. Well, no. They threw him out of that game because he I know, but the, his next up yeah. at bat, after that game, yeah. he hit a home run. Anyway, I don't know about all that, but I'm telling you, it was the greatest meltdown I've ever seen. He's standing there calmly. They He, he had hit a home run. And then uh, the opposing manager said this pine tar was too much, was too high on the thing. They get it out, they measure it, and it turns out it was like a half inch too much pine tar. And they eject, they don't count the uh, home run. The home run. They eject him from the game, and he, dude, it's it's comical. He goes just Fred Flintstoning running to the umpire. And it's, it's hilarious. You need to see it. You need to see it. It's, it's really, really good. But uh, George Brett uh, played his entire career with the Kansas City Royals. I always liked him. Yeah, he was kind of one of those solid guys like Dale Murphy. He was yeah. kind, of, kind of a it, a lot of people. I don't remember anyone hating him. Some people tended to like him, even if they weren't a fan of the team. Sorry. Uh, George Brett, it's on you, Dawson. How old is he today? <clears throat> Seventy-six. You say seventy-six. You've heard of George Brett, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Uh, Seventy-five. He was born May fifteenth, nineteen fifty-three. He is seventy years old today. How about that, gentlemen? So uh, happy birthday to uh, George Brett! And oh my goodness, you know what this means? Jonathan leads three to nothing. Sound the alarm! Sound the I got, alarm! I got one. I got the first one. You got Desmond Howard right on the money. Right up the Heisman Trophy game. <laughs> Do not sound the alarm. I take that back. How did I miss? How did I? I don't know. You told you me were, I was going to be mad. I when think well, who got nine. Jamie Lynn Singler? I did. So it's one to one then, it's or it was two, one to yeah. one. Two now to one. it's two to one. I think those nine gallon sips are messing up your brain. It's doing something. That's for sure. Okay, uh, two to one. You lead uh, Jonathan Massey, and it goes to you. He, uh, the all-time leading rusher in, in in the NFL. Emmett Smith. Emmett Smith. I never was a fan, dude. I just. Well, he was a cowboy, so. Yeah. He, he just, if he'd been for the Redskins, he'd be the greatest ever. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Emmett Smith. Today's his birthday. What that, you, this what is for you, you, Richard what, Clark. What did you not like about him? Who he played for. Other yeah. than who he played for. He just was a 
he wore a, he had a star on his helmet. So no, this is like his Tar Heel thing. It yes. makes no sense on on Earth. Okay, I got you. I've never heard anything bad said about him. If you had said like Michael Irvin, or he was much nicer than the Troy owner. Aikman. Yeah, he was much nicer <laughs> than the owner of the Redskins. Uh, I, I you, what you want to fight about that? <laughs> I'm just trying to. No, exactly. <laughs> no, man, he. Oh, oh, happy day. I never that, did when like those final papers are signed. This is fun. This would be a great psychological stuff. I never did like him. Why? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no reason. I can't disagree with that. Emmett Smith, uh, Jonathan Massey, how old is he today? Uh, I think he retired in like 05 ish, maybe 04. 58. You say 58. John Dawson, how old is Emmett Smith today? 59. He was born. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> I swear. I, I know he's joking, but he I does it know. so convincingly. Like, sometimes I think he's he does it so He does it so convincingly. I want to, like, give him a, an Oscar with this upside the head. <laughs> he was born May 15, 1969. He is 54 today. So uh, good for him. All that gray in his beard makes him look considerably older. Yeah, but he does just for men. Doesn't he do the just for men? <laughs> he might yeah. have done it when he had a deal with them. Yeah. So, because uh, the people that do just for men are so young. Oh, sorry, I was answering a text. Uh, during yeah, the he show. Was 54. We're yeah. answering texts during the show. Well, well, it got, was from a very fans. important person, I've got to say. So uh, it, it was. Uh, <laughs> it was Emmett Smith. <laughs> it was not Emmett Smith. <laughs> so you clinched the day, though, Jonathan Massey. Three to one. It goes to the last one. Uh, you get it here, uh, John Dawson. Uh, he's one of the greatest linebackers of all time. Scott and Paul Whittington have posters of him in their bedrooms, even though he might be a murderer. It's. <laughs> <laughs> well, I. I if it's them, they, it has to be a Steeler then. Woo! Uh, James Harrison. Oh, man. I hope Because he's so right much now. better than any other linebacker from that division. Wow. Go ahead. Tell the truth, though. Who is it? Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis. Didn't he have a woman in his trunk? I think about this. Who was no. that? He's talking about Ray Caruth. Oh, I'm sorry. I knew, it was a, I knew it was a Ray. <laughs> For, no, he was the in the trunk of a, a woman's car. Oh, Ray Caruth is a... He was or, in the trunk? Yeah. He was trying to hide from the law. Oh, okay. I got you. And he saw he was hiding in the trunk. He had a pee bag in there with him. Oh, and didn't need to know all and, that. And, uh, <laughs> like, yogurt and bananas and fruit. And uh, Please don't get any more specific. <laughs> he I mean, didn't get I'm, away. I'm going to have to cut it. So he you didn't, can, he no, didn't no, get don't. Away. That's well, Don't funny. get any grosser. No, I'm not. That's it. Yeah. There really wasn't anything. Yeah, Other was, than him killing the wife or killing the uh, mother of his uh, child. That was not born yet. Yeah. And so they he, emergency delivered the child. Um, and he's developmentally disabled, I yeah, believe would be yeah, the yeah. proper mm. term. So, yeah, Ray Cruz, not a good human being. Ray Lewis, probably not a great human being, too. But it was just alleged he was never convicted. <laughs> Let me do my – do it, do it, John. I mean, there you go. did it, but – yeah. But it's Ray Lewis's birthday. He's having a birthday, but two people he killed don't have birthdays anymore. Remember that SNL sketch where Tim Meadows was playing O.J. Simpson and he's calling a football game and they got the thing where he draws the play on the screen? And he says, the quarterback goes here and runs here and it spells out, I did it. <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah. I've got to see that, though. That's awesome. 
Uh, Ray Lewis, how old is he today there, John Dawson? I don't even, I don't even get the decade right. Um, he's still playing? No. <laughs> he retired about a decade ago. I was going to say maybe 15 years ago. Oh, okay. Uh, 48. He was born May the 15th in the year of the Lord, 1975. He is indeed... 48 years old, John Dawson. Congratulations. Not that it matters. See, John I really, Dawson, not, I I really didn't know who he was. Well, there you go. You got two of those on the nose. That's how you got Desmond Howard was. You're making my point for me. You gave him years. I did give him years. So, there you go. Well, I said 15 years ago. Well, why, how would he get 48 out of 15 years ago? Well, NFL players aren't exactly known for their longevity. That is true. So, unless you're Todd Brady. <laughs> wow. Uh, so, uh, happy birthday to them. Hey, local birthdays here. Uh, Sammy Aiken, our uh, city councilman, Sammy Aiken. Today is his birthday. Happy birthday, Sammy. Damian Dunn, uh, today is his birthday. Oh, yeah. I played at Kempston High for a little bit, went down to Georgia. Then played for Temple, was all AAC, and now he's at Houston. 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 So, happy birthday, Damian. He's been a guest here on the show a couple of times. And happy birthday to Matthew Hill. Uh, that is Craig Hill's grandson, but he plays baseball for North and North. He's one of the star baseball players for North and North. And a star on that team. Listen, thank you so much uh, to Reggie Bullock, to uh, our good friend Mark Panicelli, part two of our Reggie Bullock tomorrow. Have a great Monday. We'll see you tomorrow on the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College.